Awakening is when you stop pretending that things are okay so you can just go ahead and prepare for the transition and stop prolonging your own suffering. You're listening to the Redefining Wealth podcast with Patrice Washington. This is the space that you come to each and every week to learn more about what it means to chase purpose, not money. Now, this is a community that believes that wealth is so much more than just money and material possessions. We believe in the original definition of wealth, which says it's about the condition of well-being and happiness. And that means that we need to make sure that you are well and all the parts of your life that are impacting your finances, even when you're not thinking about it. If you want to know which pillar probably needs your attention in this season, I want to invite you to go to patricewashington.com slash quiz and take our two-minute Redefining Wealth quiz. It will help you pinpoint which pillar needs your attention in this season because guaranteed there is something that is impacting your finances. You're just not thinking about it. And imagine what happens when you get clarity around that. Imagine how things can start to fall into place. So before I jump into this week's episode, which is all about navigating life transitions, oh my goodness, it's going to be so good because you know your girl's been through a lot over these last few years. I am really proud to say that I have navigated these last few years of transition with as much ease and grace and peace and joy as possible. And I say this because I know that we're all going through things. And I know that life is full of so many ups and downs. It's not a matter of if you're going to experience a transition. It's just when. I really believe that how I've been processing because of all the work that I've done here on the podcast and all the clients I've supported and all of the help that I get through life coaching and through a therapist and through mastermind groups and through prayer partners and all the things have really aided in navigating this season. And I want to offer some of the tips and tools and thoughts and ways of being that I believe have allowed me to do it. Again, it's not been easy, but I think it's been easier. I want to offer that to you today. So before we get into all of that, though, let's check out the affirmation of the week. You know, you got to speak positivity into your life, into your day. You gotta affirm positivity. You gotta affirm abundance. You gotta affirm yourself to wealth. This week's affirmation is I embrace life's transitions with grace and ease. As the various phases of life arise, I am learning to embrace them with an open heart. With determination and resilience, I navigate the twists and turns that life presents, always confident in my ability to adapt and grow. I trust the wisdom gained from my experiences, using them as stepping stones to become a stronger, wiser, and more compassionate person. In every transition, I discover both beauty and opportunities, which enable me to shape a life filled with love, purpose, and fulfillment. Declare with me today, I embrace life's transition with grace and ease. All right, so... Here's the first thing that I want to say that has really occurred to me. The process that I have developed over these last, I want to say 18 months or so, but really given 
more structure to it. And that is, I've been talking to you about it. I now call it the continuum of redefining wealth. It begins with awakening, recognizing that something is not working in your life. Most of us have to get a boulder. You right. We, we start with a whisper. There's a little pebble. There's a rock. And then we wait for the boulder because we are a reactive species. We like to react versus being proactive with taking care of things. So a lot of times when a life transition is upon us, we've already felt it. We've already sensed that something is coming, that we need to do something. But because it didn't hurt, because it didn't bring pain, because it wasn't super dramatic, we didn't take any steps forward. Am I the only one? Of course I'm not, because you are my people, right? So awakening is when you stop pretending that things are okay. So you can just go ahead and prepare for the transition and stop prolonging your own suffering. This is the beauty of awakening. It is arising from slumber, getting off autopilot, and not romanticizing what no longer serves you anymore, right? This is the beginning of a true life transition. But most of us, again, don't really acknowledge it until it hurts and until it is very costly emotionally, physically, financially, or relationally. And that's usually the beginning of the transition. Now, here's what I have found. When we transition and don't change any of the limiting beliefs, any of the behavior we've tolerated from ourselves or others, when we are not clear about what we truly desire, all we do is transition into the same experience with new people or in a new place or at a new job or in a new home. We don't actually change anything. And if you're really going to transform, right, as we navigate these life transitions, then we have to do a bit more work to be intentional. And I really do believe this has been supportive of me on this journey as I've navigated changes in motherhood and love and life. And that's what I want to offer because we'll go from the awakening to redefining what it can look like and then actualizing how do we take steps. Now that we know something isn't working, how do we get the guts to go and do something different? So that's the breakdown and that's the process that I've been using. So let's start with motherhood. First of all, child, y'all did not warn me. All of the internet TTs and TOs out there, you guys have heard me refer to my daughter Reagan as mini money maven for over 10 years now. There are years where I never called her by her name. You just knew her as mini money maven. But many of you now know her name is Reagan. And this past August, Reagan turned 16 years old. Where did the time go? What happened to my baby? What happened to, oh, just that little baby voice, the cute little, she's still cute, but you know, cute little cheeks and all the things. It really did fly by. And I'm mad at y'all for not warning me. I'm mad at you for not warning me that it would be possible for me to wake up on her 16th birthday. First of all, go to sleep completely fine the night before excited about uh, playing in the club, it's your birthday by 50 Cent. That's our thing. I play it for her on the morning of her birthday every morning for years. I was planning on doing that just the same as I have done for probably the last five years and dancing on her bed and doing all the things. And I woke up on August 1st this year in tears, melancholy. I felt sad. I did not know what was happening. No one prepared me. I felt this overwhelming sense of grief, which felt weird because I was excited for her and her birthday. And I started to process and then later process with my coach 
that, you know, I had dream, I dream about what she looks like as an adult. I dream about my grandchildren child. Like I dream, I dream about who she's going to be as an adult. And I already pray for that version of her. But there was something about turning 16, getting a car, all the independence, you know, getting her first job that hit me. This is my only child and she's not a baby anymore. And I know when people say, oh, she'll always be your baby. Yeah, but she's not a baby anymore. In the rest of that week, I kind of had to sit with this transition and what I was making it mean. And something that I came to is the realization that because she's becoming so mature and she has so much independence, right? As much as she can have for a 16-year-old, a lot of our fun times and laughter and joy comes from drop off and pick up. It's the time we spend in the car. And as much as, you know, as a parent, we complain about being a glorified Uber driver. When I realized that she was getting a car and we wouldn't have that time anymore, it really gave an opportunity for me to go, okay, now we have to redefine what this relationship looks like. How do we spend that type of quality time? How do we do the things? Because She's busy. She's got work. She's got sports. She's got teams. She's got church groups. She's got all this stuff going on and your girl be gone. And now that I'm not dropping off or picking up, where is my time? I didn't realize that that would hit me like a ton of bricks on her birthday and for those next few days. And what I ended up coming to though, is that it was really an opportunity for us to redefine what our relationship looks like as she matures, because in two years, she'll also be going to college. And we've been doing our little date nights a little differently. We now have shows. We never really had shows that we would watch together, but we now have shows. I'm not going to tell you because you're not going to judge. Love is blind. (laughs) So we're now watching Love is Blind together or whatever the shows are, but just so that we continue to find new ways to connect. But no one told me that that realization was going to hit me that way. Hey there, Purpose Chasers. We've been on this incredible journey of redefining wealth together for six years now. And I can't thank you enough for your continuous support. Today, though, I want to take our connection to the next level by hearing directly from you. Your feedback is my compass guiding me on how I can create content that truly resonates with where you are now. I'm committed to making our online community the best it can be, but I need your insights to make that happen. So have you ever listened to a podcast episode here and thought, I wish Patrice would share more about this topic, or I'd love to see more of that. Well, now's your chance to let your voice be heard. I don't want to spend another second trying to guess what you want. I want to know what you want, which is why we've released a brand new survey. It's quick, easy, and designed with you in mind. I've crafted questions that will help me understand your preferences, your interests, and your expectations. Now imagine tailoring my content to address exactly what you want to see, whether it's diving deeper into a specific topic, trying out new formats, or collaborating with experts that you admire. Your feedback will shape the future of this movement. Because to me, you're not just a follower, you are a crucial part of our community, and I value your input more than you know. Your responses will be the driving force behind how my purpose evolves in the world and the upcoming projects that we line up. Now, I know that your time is precious. I really do. And I genuinely appreciate you taking a few moments to complete the survey. 
Your input isn't just a statistic, it's a meaningful contribution and it will make real impact. So I want to give away not one, not two, but three $100 Amazon gift cards to three lucky purpose chasers who complete the survey. So are you ready to shape the future of this podcast? Your voice matters. And I can't wait to see what incredible ideas you have in store. I want to thank you in advance for being a part of this journey because together we're going to continue to create content that's even more inspiring, engaging, and tailored to your needs. So click that link, take the survey, and let's take our community to new heights. Remember, you're not a follower here. You are a fellow purpose chaser and change maker. Stay tuned so you can witness all of the amazing and exciting updates rolling out over the months to come. Click the link, take the survey, and please accept my thanks in advance. And I realized that I was holding grief and gratitude at the same time. I was grieving this feeling that my baby is no longer a baby. But then I also had tears of joy and gratitude because I know the young woman that I have raised. I love watching her navigate life. I love watching her give advice to her own friends. I love watching her process when something doesn't feel good. And it's beautiful and it brings tears to my eyes to watch her without feeling like I have to intervene and give her answers. But because of the seeds that have been planted for the last 16 years, watching her be able to do it on her own. And I know there's still going to be many things that she needs from me, but it really is. It's presented a new level of awareness for me. And it's beautiful in a lot of ways, but it has been a stretch. It definitely has been a stretch. And I have to say, um, you know, many people have asked me, did I cry because of the fear of becoming an empty nester? And the truth is, I don't have a fear of that. Now, DM me or comment and let me know if when your child turned 18 and went off to college, if you boohoo cried, at least give me a chance to get myself together for the next two years so I could prepare. But I don't have any fear because I know who I raised. And watching her even now as a 16-year-old navigate her responsibilities and her part-time job and still balance her sports and school and have all A's and B's and all of that stuff, I feel really confident in who we've raised. And I should say we, because she has a father, so who we've raised. But I don't feel any trepidation because as much as I always knew I was called to be Reagan's mother, I also knew I was called to be the money maven. So I never lost a sense of purpose because I was a mother. And that's something I want to give voice to because I realized that a lot of mothers in our community, in the Institute for Redefining Wealth, in my programs, are not able to dream dreams that don't involve their children directly. And it is so important if you feel like you're in a life transition that has to do with motherhood, I just want to encourage you that I believe the best thing that we can do for our children is own our own dreams, is allow ourselves to let our dreams evolve and follow through with the things that we say we desire and the things that we say we want to do, because then they know it's... I have a confession to make. My relationship with looking good is so complicated. 
I don't know if you're anything like me, but I like high quality clothes. I just don't like going shopping and I definitely don't always want to pay high quality prices, if you know what I'm saying. Plus, I don't always want to wear the same stuff over and over again. So I was super excited when I found out about the clothing rental membership armoire because they are making getting dressed stylish, but super easy. When I signed up, I took a five minute style quiz and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my lifestyle. I'm filming in a few weeks and I literally just got the cutest blazers delivered to my door in as little as two days. And when I'm ready for new clothes, I can just swap them out for more new-to-me styles. So whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for some black tie event, you will be the best-dressed person in the room and you won't have to feel bad for only wearing something once. Now, what I also love is that Armoire is woman-founded and women-led. They even spotlight women-owned designers on their website. So I know I'm wearing brands that are aligned with my values. I love that I can support a business that's built by women like me. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, you might want to try Armoire. I promise you will never be without the perfect outfit for any occasion ever again. And right now, Redefining Wealth listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash wealth. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash wealth to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Possible for them. And that's what I'm seeing with Reagan. The things that she's putting out there and saying she can do I'm like, you don't have to do too much. You don't have to be a do too much-er. And she's like, no, these are the things that I desire. And I'm like, cool. She's seen an example of someone going after what they desire. So I can't fault her for that, right? Her motivation is not the same as my initial motivations where I was working to earn love. And I was addicted to achievement to seek my father's validation or my father's love. She doesn't have that need. She's doing it from a place of desire, which is also something that will bring tears to my eyes because it's really beautiful to watch, right? So if you're navigating any transition, a new beginning, any piece of motherhood, I just want to offer you to make sure you maintain your purpose and self sense of peace in the process. Now, another thing that's been evolving for me, obviously, is love. So I still get a lot of questions about what it is like to date after being married for so long. And I have to say, I believe that your attitude towards a process will determine your experience with the process and your progress. And what does that mean? My attitude towards dating has not been one of, I'm going to find my husband. I have been committed to finding myself. I have been committed to the idea that dating is just about collecting data about myself and about how I am in relationship to others. So because I've navigated this season without all of this pressure to find a husband or to, you know, dive into something and create a life partnership with the first person, it's actually for me been really fun. Now, have I met some science projects? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) some interesting people. Yes, I have. But I didn't embrace the there's pee in the dating pool narrative, right? I didn't embrace the, oh, there's no tall men. And so, you know, on my desire list, child, I do have a height thing. And 
you know, it seems to disturb people. I have no idea why. I have a right to my desires and I will not dumb down my desires. I will not burn up my desire list to keep you warm. It is fine for me to be clear about what I desire because this is a season of collecting data about what I need, what I want, what I like, what feels good for me, what doesn't, right? And so a part of awakening when I knew that it was time to dissolve my marriage, after that, the redefining piece is what allowed me to say, here are the things that I desire. And the high thing is the least of them, to be honest. My list starts with things like honesty, integrity, kindness, emotional empathy, you know, relational intelligence. There are so many things that matter to me before height does, but height does matter, right? To me. I'm 5'10", y'all, with heels. I'm 6'1". Leave me alone. Okay. So anyway, as I've continued to meet friends and talk to people who are also in the same boat, possibly leaving long-term marriages, or maybe never been married, and they go, oh, dating apps are horrible, or I tried a matchmaking service, it's horrible, and you can't meet any good men anywhere, and blah, blah, blah. Here's my narrative. Here's, Here's my truth. I respect your experiences, but I don't receive it. I respect that that has been your experience, and yet I don't receive it to be my own. We have to, as we navigate life transitions, stop allowing other people to project their fears and their experiences on us. I believe in seeking wise counsel. I believe in seeking wisdom. It's why my name on Instagram is Seek Wisdom PCW. I believe in it, but I also understand that I get to reject any advice that is not in alignment with what I feel called to or what feels right for me. Are you ready for Redefining Wealth Live 2024? I hope so, because we already have everything locked in and all we need is you, October 11th through 13th in Atlanta, Georgia. Do not miss this. Right now, we have early bird tickets on sale. You know you want to come, so you might as well lock in that ticket right now. Click the link below or go to redefiningwealthlive.com to secure your seat today. And because I like to look at things as full, not even half full, three quarters full, not just half empty, right? I like to look at things as full. I like to be clear about what I desire for my experience because my brain and your brain are always going to scan the environment, scan people, scan circumstances and situations to align with what it already believes. And if you believe and confess and declare over and over again that there's no love possible, there's pee in the dating pool, all men are this, all people are that, any of the things, that is going to be more of your experience. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be perfect because dating has not been perfect, but boy, has it perfectly taught me what I need, want, and desire. I have been having so much fun embracing the newness of it all, and I have had fun getting to know people and allowing that to help me get to know myself. I've had fun going on dates and having new experiences, trying new restaurants. I mean, helicopter rides, all the things. I've had so many incredible experiences. And as 
a woman that I follow on Instagram, Tora Sensei. Her name is Tora Sense, C-E-N-T-S. She says, enjoy falling in love over and over and over again. And that has been my experience. I'm enjoying the idea and the concept of falling in love over and over and over again. But I trust myself enough to know that when something does not feel right and when something does not align and when it just doesn't feel good or it doesn't honor what I say I desire, I will not romanticize people. I will not romanticize who we could become together and what we look like. I don't care how beautiful our pictures are and I don't care how many followers he has on Instagram or what the titles are and all that stuff. I will choose peace over appearances every time, but I'm able to walk in that and stand in that boldly and with confidence and conviction because I know myself and I know what I wrote on my desire list. And I know that from what I had to awaken to in my previous marriage, what I'm no longer willing to accept or tolerate ever again in my life. And so when I see it, I know it, right? So what what have we heard so many times before? When people show you who they are, believe it, but also believe yourself, trust yourself to know. I think the reason that we make up all these stories about what other people have done and why it's so horrible out here is because we don't want to take responsibility sometimes for owning our part in it. And we have to be willing to own our part in it. I own my part in everything that happened in my marriage, in the dating relationship that ended up in marriage. And now I can see why I made certain choices and I'm just committed to choosing differently. I'm committed to choosing differently and committed to choosing, again, peace over appearances. So when you're handling any transitions in love, remember you can always dream a new dream, but also don't allow anybody else to project their experiences or their fears onto you. And remember to have a desire list for yourself And don't allow anyone else to make you dumb it down to please them. And lastly, life transitions. What I say about life transitions in general, whether it is um, career or where you're going to move to or your health and wellness, whatever it is, when you find yourself frustrated, it is an invitation to take inventory of what's working and what's not. And it's an invitation to get in alignment. So being in alignment means what I say I believe is aligned with the thoughts I have. And the thoughts that I have is aligned with the words that I speak. And the words that I speak are aligned with the actions that I take. And the actions that I take are aligned with how I do life and relationships with others. And all of that is aligning me to the results that I say I desire. Whenever we feel heavy sense, a heavy sense of frustration in our lives. It's usually because something is out of alignment. And what I want to invite you to do is use the pillars as a framework. Use the pillars as a way to process what you're processing. When you think about the bigger goals that you say you have and what you say you desire, and then you start to look at the pillars, the fit pillar, right? Becoming your best self. Mentally and physically, Are you aligning with what you say you want? Are your thoughts really aligning with what you say you desire? Are you saying things like, you know, I really want to make it to the C-suite, but then you're dealing with all these thoughts of imposter syndrome right where you are. You're dealing with all these thoughts of unworthiness right where you are. 
you're dealing with all of the being drained and fatigued because you're not taking care of yourself, trying to prove, you know, something to other people and burning, like burning. Uh, what do they say? The candle at both ends or something like that. Now, let me say this is where my Belizean brain kicks in. I am the queen of butchering American saying. So excuse me. But you know what I'm saying, right? You're like running yourself into the ground, trying to do all these things. You're not actually preparing physically and mentally for what it is you say you desire, right? If it's about you getting to the C-suite, something's out of alignment possibly in your relationships. Maybe you have a significant other that is not supportive of that dream or that desire. So you say you want it, but then you sabotage. Maybe you're not aligning yourself with the right advocates, coaches, and mentors to support you. You say that's what you want, but then you're not doing any work in that area. You're out of alignment. Maybe your space is not set up to support what you say you want. You're out of alignment. Maybe your faith practices are not set up to support what you say you want. You're out of alignment. Whenever you are navigating a life transition, this is an invitation to get back in alignment. Why would you set new goals on an old mindset? Why set new goals on an old way of being, on limiting beliefs that didn't serve you in the last season? Is your expectation that they're going to serve you in the next one? When we say that we're transitioning, this is an opportunity for transformation. You get to choose whatever narrative you desire, right? This is why time and time again, you see people who are going through a similar experience and they have two wildly different outcomes. It's because of how they process what they're processing. And when you're going through a life transition, it's an opportunity, right? to pivot with more grace and more ease than many of us do it with. A lot of us see these times uh, for transition as obstacles when some of us see it as opportunities, right? I have clients time and time again who may get laid off, something may happen, but because they're learning to look at life through this continuum, the awakening, the redefining, the actualizing, They don't crumble at the sight of everything that happens because we understand that greatness requires you to expect resistance. Life is going to life. It's not a matter of if, it's when. The question is, do you have a process for how you're going to deal with it, for how you're going to transition through it, and for how you're going to continue to hold space for yourself to get what you say you want? That has been such a blessing to me. Because I recognize that to whom much is given, much is required. And this last year has not been easy by any stretch of the imagination. But I keep saying this. I walk with a level of expectancy because I have a process for how I process. So when I look at things that are, you know, feel not right and I get frustrated, I get annoyed. I don't go to the thing. I go to me. I go to myself as the source. What are the things that I am tolerating? What are the things that I may be romanticizing? What are the things that I have normalized? What are some things that I may be intellectualizing? And I just look at them pillar by pillar by pillar. I am telling you, I can't wait to have more of my clients from the Redefining Wealth Institute here on the podcast because I want you to see what's possible when you start to embrace life transitions from this lens. It can have so much more peace in the pivot than you think it can. And I invite you to even come closer, come into the Institute 
and get the framework down. Do do the 30 day authentic alignment audit and see if it doesn't start to truly shift something in you. I know that we're all in some transition of some kind at any given moment. I just want to make sure that these life transitions don't take you out, right? I want to make sure that as you transition through life, you are still on the path of being able to experience the wealth that you desire in every part of your life. It is possible. I know this to be true. So I hope this episode is a blessing to you. I would love for you to just share in the comments what is something that you are experiencing, what's a life transition that you may have going on. And let's see if between myself and some of the Purpose Chasers, we can support you in taking your next best step. Let me know. Make sure you rate and review this episode. And of course, connect with me on Instagram at SeekWisdomPCW. Until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. I'll talk to you later. Later.